Thank you, thank you. We give you glory. We thank you for your word. The Bible says the entrance of the word brings light and it brings understanding to the simple. Father, Lord, we pray you just speak through me. Help me to speak as your oracle. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray that as we hear your word, we also be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you, awesome God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today, we're going through, the Lord wants us to talk about this title, Be Imitators of God. Be Imitators of God. Now we'll go to Ephesians 5, 1 to 2. Just one, really one. It says, watch what, do, what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love. Where, you know, message always adds things together, but what I'm really particular is, it says, watch what God does and then do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. That's verse one. There's only verse one I want to thank you. So, you know, I had the story of a, of a pastor who was planting a church. I know this pastor very well, so that's why I had the story. It's not gossip. It's, I had the story from the pastor from the horse's mouth. You know, he's, was, he's planting his church in Nigeria. He was planting a church in Nigeria, you know. And the pastor is here now. But he was planting a church in Nigeria. And one day, God spoke to this other pastor who is also a businessman. He's, he's, he's a pastor and a real estate um, person, you know, sells, sells homes. And the Lord told this pastor, this pastor, I'll call him pastor businessman. I don't want to reveal the names. The pastor businessman, should, that he should, he should leave his previous church and follow this church pastor, this church planter, this pastor. I gave him instructions. He says, I want you to follow him until I tell you to stop. That was the instruction that the Lord told this pastor businessman. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to mention names. So, you know, so you, you know, just in case you know the person. You know, and this also, this teaching also goes to Czech Republic and all that. So, no, I need to be, I need to preserve people's names. So, so basically there was instruction. The instruction was to follow this church planter until I tell you to stop. The man was given an instruction to follow. So both pastors planted several churches in Nigeria. And you know, the church planter, is, the church planter always says, this is my, my son. And anybody that leaves, you know, the mass church in America, you will say, go to, if you're in Lagos, go to so-so-so-so's uh, church. Whatever I teach, he teaches. You know, the Bible says we should be imitators of what? God. And for us to imitate God, we need to follow some guidelines. And this is what we're going to talk about, the guidelines. Woman, woman, we're not going to finish. This, this teaching is like, you know, looking at it, it's like 15 pages long. We're not going to finish. And moreover, we have AGM. So, but I want, even if we take one guideline, next week we'll take another one. It's wonderful. So the first guideline 
for us to be imitators of God. And being an imitator of God is basically a follower of God. So for us to be imitators of God, we need to fix our eyes on who? On Jesus. We need to fix our eyes on Christ. Children fix their eyes on their parents. Children are a splitting what? Replica. Image of their parents. So you and I, for you and I to be imitators of, imitators of God, of Jesus, we need to fix our eyes on who? On Jesus. That's the key, key, most important thing. And for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, we need to fix our eyes on the word. It's the word that transforms us. It's the word. The word is the one that it, and that's what Pastor, Pastor, Pastor I was talking about last Sunday during, um, during uh, Sunday school. So I encourage you to go and listen to it. I uploaded it the other day. It's important for us to fix our eyes on who? On Jesus, fix our eyes on the word. That's the only way transformation happens. Let's go to Genesis 30. Oh. <laughs> I wrote 29 to, or 20, 29 to 10. Uh, Genesis 30, 29, I think it's 29 to, um, it's 29 to close to, let me see what, what it's, sorry. Uh, 39 to 40. I don't know why I said to 10, sorry. 29 to 40, living Bible. So Jacob replied, you know how faithfully I've served you through these many years and how the flocks and herds have grown. For it was little indeed you had, you had before I came. It was little indeed you had, you had before I came. And your wealth has what? Increased enormously. Jehovah has blessed you from everything I do. But now, what about me? When should I provide for my family? 31. What wages do you want? Laban again asked. Asked again. He said, Jacob replied, if you will do one thing, I'll go back to work for you. Let me go out among let me go out among your flocks today and remove all the goats that are speckled and spotted and all the black sheep. Give them to me as my wages. Then if you ever find any, little, any white goats or sheep in my flock, you will know that I've stolen, from them, stolen them from you. All right, Laban replied, it shall be as you have said. So that, so that, that very day Laban went out from the, from the flock for what, Jacob? Of all the male goats that, that were rigged and what, spotted, and the females that were sparkled and spotted with, with any white patches, and all the black sheep, he gave them to Jacob's sons to take them three days, take them three days distance. And Jacob stayed and cared for Laban's flock, 37. Then Jacob took fresh pots from poplar and what? Almond and sycamore trees and peeled white streaks in them and placed these rods beside the watering trough so that Laban's flock, so that Laban's flock would see them when they came to drink, for that is when they mated. So the flocks mated. 
before the white strict rod, and their offsprings were what? Strict and what? Spotted. And Jacob added them to his flock. Thank you, Pastor. This is the story of Jacob and Laban. Jacob tricked Esau. He sowed a seed. <laughs> he sowed a seed. And he reaped the harvest with Laban. Laban was what? The master tricker. That's why we need to be careful what we're sowing. The seed we're sowing. Because when it comes back, it comes back as a harvest. But that's not the, way the, that's not the story I'm talking about today. In this story, Jacob, Jacob wanted to leave. He wanted to leave. He had a gentleman's handshake with, with his father-in-law. He had a gentleman's handshake. He says, we have agreed. But Laban had a, he had some tricks up his sleeves. He decided to cheat what? Jacob. Even though Laban tricked Jacob, the Lord gave who? The Lord gave Jacob wisdom, uncommon wisdom. This is what we prayed for on Saturday. That God should give us uncommon wisdom. Give the church uncommon wisdom. So but Lord, the Lord gave Jacob uncommon wisdom and what? He adopted it. And it worked for him. The man took the, the he took the, the he, planned, he, he shook hands. He decided to take the, the spotted and the, the freckled and all, all the things that he, he decided to do his own thing because he felt that, you know what, I want to keep this man longer here. How, how is he going to do it? But the Lord says, you know, it's time for you to go. This is how we're going to do it. When you and I fix our eyes on Jesus, we need to set aside our human wisdom and adopt the wisdom of God, which is far more superior. That's why we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And when we fix our eyes on Jesus, we hold on to the word of God. The word of, word, the word of God is wisdom. It's wisdom to, for our soul. It's wisdom. It's not, it's not human wisdom. It's wisdom that is, 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 is from the most high. Let's look at another thing, another aspect. Luke 1, 29 to 37. For us to be imitators of what? Of God, we need to what? Fix our eyes on Jesus. Uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus is fixing our eyes on the word. And fixing our eyes on the word, it means that we should what? Adopt. Adopt what? Throw away our human wisdom and what? Adopt the wisdom of God. Luke 1, 29, 28 to 37 says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He'll be a great, he'll be, he'll be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? 
am only a virgin. I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby will, to be born will be holy and will be called the Son of God. Look at, look at. What's more? What's, what's more? Your relative, Elizabeth, has become pregnant in her old, old age. People used to call, say she was barren, but she has, she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. The angel came to deliver a message to Mary. Mary tried to use human wisdom to figure this out. You know, it happens to the best of us. We always try. The first thing that comes to my mind, our mind is, let's use, use human wisdom. How do we figure this out? He's trying to figure it out. Why is this man trying to say, oh, favored woman? Bible said she was trying to figure it out. Mary tried to figure it out using this human wisdom. But you know, she's like, why is my favored woman? What did I do? She, she also tried to figure out how she conceived a child when she was she's just only a virgin. But Angel Gabriel knew that she was trying to default to a human intellect, human wisdom. Angel Gabriel wanted Mary to remove her eyes from human wisdom and go spiritual. Go, fix your eyes on the word. <laughs> fix your eyes on the word. That's all. That's all. That's all. Fix your eyes on the word. You will notice from that 35, it says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. In other words, look, Mary, 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 come down to, come, 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 switch. Switch, Mary. Mary, switch. It is not humanly possible. Switch, Mary. Mary, Mary, switch to the wisdom of God. Mary, switch. Stop trying to use human wisdom to discover spiritual things. Gabriel was telling, was telling her about her relative, Elizabeth. That's people. Ah, people are wicked. Hey, people are wicked. Let's be honest. People are wicked. That's what they did to they, they did to they did to uh, our, our overseer's um, wife. They went conceiving. People would come and rob her stomach. I ain't you gonna I ain't you gonna give birth? Meanwhile, God had His own plan. Mary, sweet. That's what Angel Gabriel was saying. Sweet, Mary. Mary, sweet. He was urging Mary to fix her eyes on God's word, on the wisdom of God that never fails. Being an imitator of God, we need to adopt the same thing, depending on the wisdom of God. Depending on the word. We should stop trying to figure out how is this going to happen. Hey, we know we do that now. We, we sit down with pondering, how would this happen? Is this possible? Uh, but I don't know. We always try to figure it out. When God tells you to do something, we figure it out. Right? I don't know how is this possible. You know, it's, it might not be. It might. Because... We, 
It is God that he gives you the wisdom. He knows how he's going to figure it out. He knows. He knows. But without, when we, this year, my prayer is that we will be followers of God. And when, if he says, just do it. If he says, do, do. During, during our, our Bible study, I was sharing how the Lord was telling me to go and do real estate. I was sharing. I said, the Lord says, go and, go and start selling, selling homes, sell, fix, sell. In my, the Lord gave me, instead of me to work with the Lord, I started to figure it out. How is this possible? And the worst thing you can do is to go and tell somebody else that is, so, is, dumb, is as dumb as you. He said, the blind leads the blind and they fall into the ditch. All Both of us were falling into the ditch. The worst, that, the worst thing you can do, go and share your vision with somebody that doesn't understand. Did God even tell you to go and share with the wisdom with you? I decided to share it with my, my bosom friend. And the man now convinced me, says, how will you do this? <laughs> how if, do you have the money? Are you going to now be doing it with all these big tycoons? Until one day the Lord said to one of my, my friends, our pastor, business, business ministry pastor, he says, come and uh, teach us. And I was on my way, where my wife and I were coming back from a work trip from Boston. And they get called. He said, the Lord says, I should tell you to come and teach. <laughs> the Lord is merciful. He said, come and teach. I said to the man, I said, dude, I'm on my way. To, I'm driving. How will I teach? I'm driving from Boston. And I didn't plan to come. He said, I don't care. All the Lord told me to tell you is come and teach. Forget about it. That's all he said. He hung up. <laughs> he didn't even allow me to say, he just hung up. I said, no, wow. So I was saying to, I was praying in the spirit. That's why it's good to pray in the spirit. I was praying in the spirit. I said, God, what do you want me to teach your children? What? What? What do you want? I said, I told my wife, I said, please get your notebook. I said, I'll be telling you what to put down. As I was saying the book, she was writing it down. Ah, you can ask my wife. I was writing it down. I was writing it down, writing it down. As I finished writing it down, we we got, I'm telling you, we, we were supposed to go home. Then we branched off. Then we came to church. And the topic that the Lord gave me was fear. <laughs> How appropriate, isn't it? Was fear. I delivered the message. After I finished delivering the message, I said to them, I said, before we before I pray, let me tell you, be honest with you. The message was for me. It wasn't for you. It, maybe it was for you, but it was really for me. Fear. I was afraid. And as soon as I finished talking, the man said, the, the pastor that was there, he's, he's, also, he's, he's also into real estate. He also told me, he says, do you know when the Lord told you that? Homes were going for $500. Homes were going for $1,000. And I believe you were able to afford that. In Newark, Homes were going for a thousand. Look, now, Newark, you can't find a home for 300 or something thousand. The mayor Barack, mayor Barack, he brought in, the, he brought in some of the Chinese billionaires and they're building skyscrapers. You should go to Newark. I'm telling you, fear, human wisdom, oh my God. Human wisdom, wrong. When you start to, start to think human wisdom, start to think how, man, Sweet, sweet. That's it. Got me in trouble. It got me in deep trouble. But God merciful. 
God was still merciful. He, he still encouraged me. He says, his fear that was, 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 was happening to you. Human wisdom. And the same thing that happened to Peter. When Peter did, when, when, when he had a vision, what happened? He says, go and eat unclean animals. And Peter said, I can't do that. The vision was from God. It's the same way Peter was trying to what? Figure this out. How is this possible? And the Holy Spirit now talked to Peter and says, no, stop, stop trying to figure this out. Go downstairs at once. I send the people. Don't try to figure out something that is from God. A vision is from God. You go to God. You go back to God and say, God, interpret. You know, it happened to me. You know, all these things I'm telling you, I say it happened to me. I'm giving you my life. So you don't do the same thing. It happened to me. Don't, don't give me a dream. He gave me a dream. And me, you know, with my innocent self, I went, I said, maybe I should go to a, an MOG, man of God. He's the man of God. He's a nice man. Don't get me wrong, you know. So I went to an, the MOG to interpret. And the Lord, after interpreted, the Lord rebuked me. He says, well, who, who gave you the dream in the first place? Isn't it I? So why don't you come to me and let me give you the correct interpretation. So I sought the Lord, and the Lord man gave me the exact the meaning of the dream. I was comfortable because when the man gave me the, the meaning of the dream, I was still, I was still now. I said, I, I went to prayer. I, didn't, I said, nah, this, I was even telling my wife, I said, I don't think this thing is correct. I didn't feel it in my, in my no, I didn't feel it that it was correct. So you go back to God. You don't go back to any, you know, somebody that, no. You go back to who? The Lord. The Lord will give you the interpretation of the dream. The other, the other aspect I want us to look at for, for us to be, for us, you and I, it's all of us. It's not me alone or you alone. It's all of us collectively for, because we need to imitate us of God from, we need to, we need to. This year, this is the focus, our theme. Be followers of who? of God, be followers of Christ. This is our thing. Being an imitator of God, we need to be surrendered to the purpose of God. We need to be surrendered to the purpose of God. God the Father had a purpose and the purpose was to bring Jesus, spirit, into a human body. The spirit needed a home to dwell. And also, he needed a willing and surrendered host. And that surrendered host was what? Was Mary. Mary switched. And he says, let your will be done. I don't want to think human wisdom. I don't want to be trying to figure it out. Your will. And your will. Let's look at some scriptures. Let's look at a view. My wife likes to do she, she does this very well. Let's look at Proverbs 19:21 in three different translations: Living Bible, Message, and NLT. You got it, Mama. Oh, okay. I read I read this. I read. I did one after the other. It's okay. 
He says, look at this one. Okay, it's not working. Don't worry. I don't know what happened with um, Bible Gateway this year. This uh, coming this week. You removed remove the passion. You removed a lot of things. You're going through here or something. Uh, it's okay. Proverbs 19.21, he says what? Man proposes, but God disposes. It's amazing. When I read this, I just became flashback to what we used to say in Nigeria. It, it was a quick flashback. Whoa. We always say that. And we, we say it. We just say, man proposes, God disposes. Let's look at it another and our message. Message. He says, with we humans keep brainstorming. Don't we bring keep brainstorming? Options and plans. We always brainstorm. Hey, how do we fix this one? We always, always brainstorming. <laughs> Options and plans. But God's purpose prevails. His purpose always prevails. Let's look at the New Living Translation. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. That's the key. We need to know it's the Lord's purpose that will always prevail. The key to, to this verse is that we need to be we need to surrender to the Lord's purpose. His purpose will always stand. We need to understand that. The lost purpose will prevail. So if the lost purpose will prevail, we should just stop and just abide with his purpose so we don't get frustrated. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, look, let me give you this example. Let me give you this example. I, I can't give you an example of you. I can only give you an example of me, okay? The example, you know, I think we shared this one on some time back, but I was, it's, good to, it's good to share it again. You know, we're trying to sell this house. You know, we're, we're trying to sell this house. And the reason was a genuine reason. It wasn't a flimsy, it was genuine. We wanted to move up north because we were driving from here, from here to church an hour, hour and a half. Well, hour and like change, hour and, yeah, call it hour and a half with traffic and all that. We're driving an hour and a half to church, an hour and a half back. We're going to church Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, four days a week. So we, decided, we, our purpose was genuine, was a good purpose. We wanted to move closer to church to cut our commute in half. I'm telling you, this was the honest reason. <laughs> that was it. That was the main reason because we had, we had God in mind. In our eyes, it was a good, good reason. We didn't pray about it because in our mind, that's, that, of course, that's good. Anybody you could tell, any, any, any reasonable person you tell that kind of thing, the person would say, yes, that's true. It's good. You're cutting your journey in half. And we did this for 12 years. So we say, you know what? Let's cut this thing into half. Many, you know, children, with children, it becomes a little difficult. Two of us, yes, it's okay. But with children, it was coming a little difficult say okay let's uh, to do god's work that's what you know so we put the house on the market two years i'm telling you in two years the first year only one person came the second year one person came so in two years two people only showed up two people i'm telling you this is not you can ask my wife two years two people showed up i think if we did three years it'd be three people but two years two people ah, we said, ah, 
God. You know, so we went to God the prayer. I said, God, okay, what's your purpose for us? Reveal your purpose for us. So we know your purpose. So we don't frustrate ourselves. Because you know, I don't know whether you've ever sold a house. You try to sell your house, everything has to be what? Spotless. Can you imagine two years spotless? Everything is spotless. Everything is, I'm not saying your 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 like your hoard or anything, but you know, everything has to be spotless, everything has to be speak and span. So every every morning before you go to work, you play make it's it's a headache. It's frustrating. So we had to go to God and say, God, what is your plan? What's the plan for us? What's what's your ultimate plan? What's 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 holding up this sale? And the Lord now spoke and says, no, no, that's not my plan. <laughs> that wasn't my plan. It was your plan, not my plan. It was your, it was your purpose, not my purpose. My purpose is for you to plant the church, for you to stay there, for you to leave your church, leave that church. You are too comfortable. I want you to now be uncomfortable to, for my purpose. And you know, that was what the Lord told me. And God confirmed it with the senior pastor then, and also what? My wife, senior pastor, his, the wife. God confirmed with a lot of witnesses. He confirmed it. Because the Lord's purpose with what we what prevail. And you know, let me tell you something. If I decided to say, no, no, I will stay here. You know, I'm telling you one thing. Our senior pastor and I will, will, will fight. <laughs> That's how it is. He, he even said it. He says if you decide to stay, somehow we'll, we'll, there will be some kind of will collide. The Lord's purpose will what? Will prevail. Let's go to, so I can finish by one before one o'clock so I can give my wife the floor. First, first Corinthians 6.20, New King James. For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Excuse me. You and I have been bought at a very expensive price, the price Jesus paid on the cross. It's a suitable analogy. It might be a bad example, but you understand where, where I'm coming from. When you buy a car, cash, you own the car, not finance, because when you buy when you buy a car, you're financing it. The, the financier, the people that borrow the money, is the one that owns it. But when you buy a car, cash, you own the car. No one can claim that car because we'll come and give you the title for it. It's yours. The vehicle belongs to the new owner or to the owner. And the owner takes the vehicle wherever he wants. We are bought at a price. We are gods. We are, we, are, we, are, we are in God's family. He has a purpose for each and every one of us. We are to seek him. We are to seek him and be surrendered to the purpose of God. We are to believe and surrender to the purpose of God on a daily basis. You know, yesterday my, we went out and my son was telling me, he says, uh, he, was telling, he was telling us, sorry, not me, he was telling us that, you know, God, um, Daddy, 
you know, when I grow up, I want to be a police officer. You know, in my, I was, I'm telling you, almost, I almost switched to human wisdom. I was going to say, why? Are you, what's wrong with you? But I did, <laughs> I had to hold myself. Don't switch. Don't switch. Then I said to him, I said, the purpose of God will prevail. <clears throat> I said, the purpose of God, whatever God has, whatever purpose God has for you, will come to pass. Whatever purpose, not my purpose, but God's purpose will come to pass. Let's look at this quick, quickly, quickly. Let's look at this quickly, then I'm going to just stop. Um, first, Second uh, uh, Kings 1 to 7. Second Kings 1 to 7. It says, one day the wisdom, uh, the widow, <laughs> the same wisdom, the, one day the widow of a member of a group of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come, threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elijah, Elijah asked, tell me what you have in your house. Nothing at all except a flask of oil, she replied. Three. And Elijah said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting, setting each one aside when it's filled. Five. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and, and she filled one after the other. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. They aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay the debt. And you and your sons can live on what is left. You see, this is the story of Elisha and, and the widow whose husband left her with loans, debt. You know, in this country, you know, this is just a side note. In this country, you need to have a will. And also, it's good to have a life, life insurance. You know, in addition, we need to watch out for what? Debt. You know, Proverbs 22, 7 says, um, the, rich, the, rich, the rich rule over the poor. The borrower is slave towards the lender. I believe the Lord doesn't want us to be in debt unnecessarily. But that's not where we're going. It's just a side note that the Lord put as a side In this chapter and this verse, in, in the case that the husband was, was what? The breadwinner of the house. She was taking care of the household. She was taking care of the children. The man, the man was, you know, died. The man died and she was in a bind. So she ran, she ran to the, the place that the husband served. Elisha. She knew Elisha. She ran, she ran to Elisha for help. Elisha now gave her an, an unusual solution. <laughs> this is how God does things now. He, God will tell you to go and walk around the Jericho, you know, walk around seven times. On the seventh day, walk around seven times and blow a horn and, and, 
and the world will fall. <laughs> uncommon wisdom, uncommon solutions, unusual solutions. But the woman did not even decide. She didn't even say, how is this possible? Is this possible? How is this going to be? She didn't even apply human wisdom. She did not second guess Elisha. The woman did not even, she didn't, she didn't try to figure it out. She didn't say, but Elisha, I want money. I want money to take care of this person that my, 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 my husband owes money to. You know, that's what we'll do. We'll do that. I want money. I owe somebody money, but I want money. Why is God telling me to go and pour flask? What would that benefit me? What kind of... But why, Lord? Why are you going to tell me to? I need money. It's $10,000. I need money. Are you telling me to go and pour flask? Woman, causes trouble. But you know what? She, she didn't argue. She was surrendered. She surrendered to what? The purpose. She surrendered. She needs help. So she says, okay, is this what it is? Okay, wonderful. And also she knew the character of, of Elisha. You need to know God's character when he gives you wisdom, when he gives you something. Go and do it because you trust him. She was completely surrendered. She never questioned. She acted on the wisdom of God. She didn't adopt any human wisdom. I want to tell us the solution of God, the purpose of God is the best for us. Ephesians 3, 20. I only have three minutes so I can finish. Ephesians 3, 20. It says now all glory to God who is able to who is able who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. King James would say exceedingly, exceedingly abundantly above all. The wisdom the, the widow wanted to pay off her creditor. But the Lord had far exceedingly abundantly solution. Or maybe I should say it. The Lord had a far exceedingly abundantly solution that if she applied it, it will help her not for the now, but the future. When God, when you're dealing with God, the wisdom of God doesn't only deal with the now, it deals also with the future. Can you imagine if she, she was going with wisdom Human wisdom, and Elisha gave her ten thousand. She was only ten thousand. Elisha gave her ten thousand. Should have provided for today. But what would happen? How would they eat? But the Lord knows. He delights in every detail of our life. The Bible says, "The Lord directs the steps of the of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives." That's what the Lord is. 
That's why he thinks, he doesn't think about only, only the now, he thinks about the future. The person in whom God delights is the one who follows God, trusts him, and does the will or tries to do the will of God. If you would like to, for God to direct your ways, then you seek him before you step out. He knows every detail because he knows the end from the beginning and he knows the beginning from the end. He knows it all. We know in part, the Bible says. And since we know in part, it is best to go with someone who knows everything. <laughs> who knows all things to direct your life today. I pray that we would understand that this year we'll fix our eyes on Jesus. We'll fix our eyes on the word and we'll surrender to the purpose of God. Basically, we'll be doers of his word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. Thank you. Thank you for your word. This word was for me too. It was for us all too. Lord, you know, this, this is our theme, being a follower, being followers of Christ, being followers of God. Help us, help us, help us to surrender to your purpose. Help us to fix our eyes on the word, fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. Because, Lord, it's important. That's why that you came first, fixing our eyes on Jesus. We fix, when we're driving and we don't know where we're going, we put the GPS. We put the GPS. The global positioning system. We put it. Now we say we're going to Maryland. Or we're going to California. And we don't know where to go. We don't know how to navigate. And the GPS says, okay, here you go. Make a right, make a left. Lord, you know, we don't second guess the GPS. We don't say, no, no, you're wrong. I'm taking this way. I know how to get to 95 better than you. I'm taking this way. The GPS knows how to escape what? Traffic. He knows how to escape, escape accident. He knows how to escape all these things. But we know in part, we don't, we might know how to get to 95, but we know how to really get to California and get to California in a good time. Get to California without accidents. Get to California. Do we know? We don't. We don't. We don't have an idea. And that's why we go with you, Lord. We, we fix our eyes on you. We have the Holy Spirit, our global navigation system, our global positioning system. We depend on the Holy Spirit to navigate, help us navigate life. And the Holy Spirit is telling us today to fix our eyes on, on the word. Be surrendered. That we're going through this journey that we've never been. It's like going to California even more. And we need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Father. We need you, Jesus, to guide us. Help us to surrender our hearts to you. Sometimes it's difficult. Because we think we know best. But you're telling us today we know in part. We don't know all things. How can we know all things? 
You know, Lord, it reminds me of my son. Sometimes you, you ask me, you know, so what was happening yesterday? I'll ask him, I said, David, I was here with you. How would I know? I'm not God. We can't see everywhere, but God sees everywhere. <laughs> He's all knowing. So you're telling us to go back to you. Being a follower of Christ is to go back to you, to fix eyes on you, to surrender. So, Lord, I don't know anything. I don't know it. I have no power of my own. I depend on you, Holy Spirit. I have no power. No, 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 no ability. No, I depend on you, Holy Spirit. Guide me. And Lord, as the Holy Spirit guides us this year, help us not to apply with human wisdom. Lord, we might apply it for a second, but help us to just, you know, surrender. I say, Lord, you know the best way. I surrender. Father, Lord, we just give you praise. Thank you, awesome God. We commit this AGM as we go into it. We pray that you, re you reveal Jesus in it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pastor, I'll take it away.